record. Yo, so hi, this is Kieran for Ghost, which is getting our shit together. Really happy to be joined by Ruin, who is who leads a Facebook group, which is pretty popular, um, called Masculine Underground. Very popular indeed. Um, and yeah, really glad to be talking with him. So hi, Ruin. Thanks for being with us. What's up, man? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Ruin has been... Uh, am I saying your name correctly, by the way? Uh, Ruan. Ruan. I mean, with, with your accent, it actually sounds fine. Right, okay, <laughs> if you're American, I'll correct you, but you can say cool. Ruan in your, in your accent. Oh, no, I'll just, okay, so Ruan. So, so Ruan's been a uh, dating coach for 10 years now. He's out in Thailand at the moment. Um, the story behind going to Thailand sounds like quite an interesting one. Uh, so maybe we could just start with uh, a bit of an intro uh, for yourself, Ruan. Uh, sure. Yeah, I coach men uh, primarily mostly around intimacy, I have a background in sexuality. Um, but I, I mean, I wouldn't call myself a dating coach. I do coach men on dating and connecting with women, but that's a pretty small part. I mean, my goal is to get people to individuate. Like I have a history, I, I've gone through various uh, cycles myself, various heroes journeys of overcoming anxiety and finding my confidence. And that's really what I care about is helping men individuate which yes, for most men is getting laid and making money and all those material things. But what I'm really interested in is the internal hero's journey that we go through. And um, yeah, that's, that's my, my goal is to help people live their life stories. And I, as a coach, I, I, mean, I don't love the term coach, but like I see myself as kind of like a witness or a guide on other people's life stories. Like my favorite thing is to see the movie of someone's life, of a guy's life progress to the next stage. That's what I care about whether that involves certain goals. I mean, that's really up to him, but um, yeah, that's what I do. And I have courses on sexuality and archetypal psychology. Awesome. That's really interesting. Okay, so there's a lot there. I mean, so individuate, that's not a word I'm massively familiar with. And I'm guessing that's, could you could you just give us an outline? Uh, of yeah, it's a, it's a, I think Carl Jung uh, coined the term. It's essentially uh, finding your individual expression. Like if you just, if you take on the model that we all have dormant gifts, we're all born with a different unique makeup. Um, obviously genetically this is true, but also in our psyche, in our unconscious this is also true. You are interested in different things than me. You, uh, you have different natural talents than me. You have different aspects to your personality than me. It's not to say that one is better than the other, but for both of us to live our best lives, we need to do our own thing, right? It's not about, fitting into someone else's definition of success or masculinity or power, real satisfaction, real fulfillment comes from finding that within yourself. So that's essentially what individuation is. It's not uh, meeting some external standard of what is good, but finding that, having that come out of you, having your genius come out of you. Wow. Okay. So I really like that, but I mean, so I'm going to take that to the deepest level at the moment, right? So, so what you're saying, because, we talk about with ghost um the sort of maybe the church and religious institutions as they sort of falter in the west um i think there is a position for guys like yourself or, or myself or other other coaches you know you don't like that word but um who who can come in and fill this space of like look how do you live life we know the what we can do and, and our technological greatness and all of that but there is a little bit of a gap there now spiritually for people um and you're so I really I really like what you're saying about um, individuate and lead your best path. So 
um maybe on like a, even like a myers-briggs personality type like there's 16 different rough models of personality and i've got one and you've got a different one what's going to lead me to have a really fulfilling life is going to be different to yours so but what i'm trying to uh, get in the question there is like with this sort of that nietzschean um philosophy of the death of god is this is this possible is that is this like real fulfillment of like going your own way is that is that even possible is what i'm saying i mean like or do you think there needs to be is there a yeah. higher order connectivity to, to community in there as well or is it just at the individual level well community is important and if we look at say thomas carlyle's quote that history is a biography of great men the people that have set up these orders i, mean, I don't know if you're religious or not i hope this isn't offensive but like okay the major religions were all put forward by individual men who were probably individuating. Like I'm not, I was raised Christian, but I don't, I don't really, I might, I might say this wrong, but like St. Paul, for instance, perhaps his most authentic expression of being a man was spreading the word of Jesus Christ. And maybe that was the, the most important thing. That was the most authentic thing for him to go do throughout the world during the time of his life. But a lot of people who followed the dogma were not individuating. I mean, essentially um, religion, uh, political parties, all of these things are ways of getting a bunch of people to uh, coalesce under one ideology because it's easier to move together. I mean, I don't know if you want to go deep into like sociology side of things or, but like, but necessarily, unless you happen to have like a hundred people who happen to have the same exact unique interests and talents, someone, in fact, probably most people are going to have to depress their natural selves, right? Like if you and I form a community and we have to decide the one way to do things, one of us is going to have to compromise, if not both of us. And when you add more people into it, you add thousands, millions of people, and you add people of different social strata with different, I mean, you want want to talk Nietzsche, you have the masters and you have the slaves. They don't have the same lifestyles. They don't have the same morality. So ultimately someone's going to subjugate to someone else. And to bring us all the way to the present, I think what a lot of guys experience, perhaps due to the death of God and, and the fact that we don't have these, you're not, no, very few of us are born into a society or a situation where it's like, here is the way to be a, a man. Here's the way to find your power. Here's the way to get validation even. It's like, it's kind of a choose your own adventure thing, which becomes very confusing if you're a young person. It becomes, it's like, well, what I'm, if I could do anything, what am I supposed to do? I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think it's great that we have the freedom, but it, it adds a new kind of like, existential challenge of what do you do with yourself and you know i don't know a lot about your channel but i i'm guessing from the the title get your shit together is about you know getting your shit together and finding what the thing is that your shit should do i assume Um, (laughs) yeah no that's roughly it no i like that finding what it is how did you phrase that what yeah the shit that you need to do but um no so that's that's brilliant so so what about if a if a guy came to you and he said ruin um I don't know. I don't know what my archetype is. I don't know how how I'm going to get to that next level. And um, and like you were saying, like I, I love that what you're saying about like there. It is a, a, a pick your own adventure, pick your own path to manhood, basically in, in our Western world, because it's not clearly defined of, of the, the rites of passage in the ritual. Um, so, what would you say to someone like that? How like how yeah, well, would you start exploring that? Yeah, I think. Uh... The whole choose your own adventure thing is great from a freedom perspective, but it's not actually true. Like uh, I'm actually going to reference uh, Stephen Pressfield, who wrote The War of Art. He wrote a lot of other great books, um, but The War of Art. Um, he speaks about towards the end of the book that 
you are not a blank slate. Like you weren't born with limitless potential to do anything. Like neither, I mean, I don't know, uh, maybe maybe you're actually six, seven, you stand up, but like you and I are probably not made for national or uh, for professional basketball. Yeah. It's just not in our genetic makeup, I assume, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So you were not a blank slate. You actually can't be anything, but there's a specific thing within you that wants to come out and that's what you're supposed to be. It's not be whatever you want. It's not like you could be a ballerina. Maybe you're not made to be a ballerina. Maybe you're made to make a YouTube channel or something. And th that's the thing. So like his whole thing is like uh, self mastery, the creative work is not choosing to do anything. It's like finding out what's supposed to come out of you. It's actually in a sense predetermined. And we wanna talk archetypes like what an archetype is, it's a set of characteristics that has been passed on from generation to generation in our psyche, as opposed to genes, right? Genes would be the physical part. Archetypes are like the psychic part of what, what is passed on from person to person throughout generations, either either by nature or by culture, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And, um, you know, essentially, you can recognize what are your natural interests and your natural tendencies. That's what you want to, to water. If you think of yourself as a garden, those are the plants you want to water. Anyway, I don't mean to get too abstract, but this is kind of what I go through in my archetype class of like how exactly to get in touch with your core uh, primal virtues that actually have nothing to do. They're not things that need to be defined. Like I get so annoyed, not to go on a tangent, but I get so annoyed when people try to define masculinity. Like masculinity doesn't need to be defined. It's a thing already. You need to maybe find out how you want to express it or how it's expressed in you, but it's not an abstract thing that can be uh, redefined any way you want as postmodernist. Right? Jordan Peterson calls out on George uh, postmodernist yeah. speaking about him earlier. Um, Anyway, I don't mean to rant, but I probably didn't answer your question. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. But, well, I, I, okay. So I would not take issue, but I would sort of question you there about how, so this, this definition of masculinity, I, I agree. It's very difficult and it shows it's like, it is something, it is an abstract sort of idea, but it, but like you say, it does have characteristics. Um, so I, I would slightly push back there and say, well, May, I might not have the perfect definition of, of masculinity, but I think there probably is one out there. Do you see what I mean? Or, or maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I well, that, that's what I'm saying. I, th I think right, it's right, not right. something that needs to be defined. It is a thing. I don't even think it's abstract. Masculinity are the traits that correlate with testosterone. That's it. That's the definition. Right, 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 right. right, right. We don't need to, we can say that masculinity has how it shows up in society or how it's useful in society changes from generation to generation or changes from subculture to subculture, but it's actually not a thing that needs to be defined. It's a, it's a concrete thing. So a man's work is seeing how it expresses in him, but it is a thing. It's already a thing. You don't need to define masculinity. Right, right. Okay. Well, what about, okay. So what if you had a guy to come to you who was maybe the, um, <laughs> maybe the archetypal, guy who we might not look at as masculine maybe he lives in seattle and uh consumes a lot of soy i'm i'm sort of joking there but you you know what i mean it's yeah he's, okay. yeah he's 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 not he wasn't the jock not that you need to be or or do you know what i mean he, maybe he's not in his body he hasn't done team sports maybe he hasn't done sparring or something like that um and he you know like even like this sort of conversation he'd be like what are you guys talking about like it just sat like masculinity like this is this is 2021 bro like do you say i mean what how would you someone like that who's got the complete opposite worldview how would you sort of try and bring them into the fold and say well actually maybe there is some truth to what i'm saying 
Uh, honestly, I mean, I wouldn't try to bring him into the fold. Like everyone has their own reality. I think the internet has displayed that to us more than anything, right? Like for the first time in history, over the last couple of decades, this is the first time where people of completely opposing perceptions of reality can interact in a way that they couldn't before. Like before, before interactive media, if you believe that, you know, uh, Republican, I, I don't know, I, I don't want to get into politics, but if you believed in one way and you met someone who believed in something totally out, uh, different, you probably wouldn't interact with that person much, right? Like the internet kind of shows, anyway, the point is, I don't Wait, really no, I care to we're not, we're convince someone. Sorry, yeah, the internet's thrusting us together yeah. with people who aren't like-minded and that's why there's a lot of turmoil. And maybe you're saying that's just not natural and, and just there's no need to be in these conversations with people who are radically different to you because it's not going to bring- I, I think- I think dialogue and exposing yourself to other things is really important. Obviously, yeah. I hope that yeah. people who uh, maybe don't exactly think like you find your channel and maybe they're inspired with a new perspective, right? But for mm -hmm. someone who's so radically different, I'm not trying to convince. I mean, everyone to each their own. I'm not trying to convince a guy, you know, if that soy boy in Seattle really is happy, if he's really fulfilled, I have nothing. I mean, I'm not even saying that anyone should. I'm not even saying people should be masculine. I'm just saying mm -hmm. if you want to be masculine, it's already been defined and it's not something that you need to redefine if you want to be something else fine if you want to I don't care I don't care what people do or how they dress or how they want to be called or their orientation do whatever you want is you um, but if you want to be a certain thing let's call the thing what it is right like there's certain core fundamentals that make up masculinity and they correlate directly to testosterone this is not something that is abstract or that we make up right there's a function we've evolved to have certain functions that's I'm right. with you and that's yeah and that sort of brings around uh, to quite a nice way of, of wrapping that bit up and saying like yeah look you, you might want to be more masculine and, and that's directly linked to testosterone so do things that are going to have testosterone secreted into your body that's that's lifting heavy weights doing hard tasks whatever it is maybe cold showers whatever um, so that's great I mean I wanted to dig more a little bit everyone into this that thing that we mentioned a little bit this the tribal aspect of humanity versus this individuation and, and being an individual. How do you mesh the two? Or is that possible? Could you just talk a bit, little bit more about the model of how you see that? Uh, well, shooting from the hip here, I, I just had a conversation with a client on this. So I'm just gonna kind of, it's, it's fresh in my mind. Like, yeah. and this is something I think a lot of people experience when they start to individuate, when they start to seek their own development, whether it's spiritual or more material, where they find, where maybe you experienced this when you started your channel and you were talking about things that maybe your friends weren't into. Like this is something that's pretty common, right? Uh, if you're growing in a different direction than the, than the planter that you're born into, people are gonna, people are gonna put some sort of social pressure on you, either shame or joke or make you feel uncomfortable. It's totally natural. I feel if you really want to, well, to answer your question, you don't have, it doesn't have to be a fight. It doesn't have to be, but the thing is you don't have to try to fit in with the, the people that are around you, right? I actually, I, I love the, you ever see the movie American History X? Yes, yep. Okay, there's a scene, and I talk about the scene with clients you a lot. Me nervous, you like, which scene? Stop them on the curb. No, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Not that, that's not masculinity, I'm not saying it is. Right? <laughs> I think we all agree that's toxic behavior to, to curb <laughs> yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a scene in there where he's first in prison and he's got to find his people because he's going to get the shit kicked out of him. So he takes off does his it, shirt. 
just in case no one's ever seen it, it's basically a, rice, a, a neo-Nazi guy is going to prison and it's about how what happens to him in prison and if his life turns around. So sorry, yeah. Yeah, spoiler alert, he stops being a racist. That's part of, yeah. that's part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. actually a beautiful story. But there's a scene when he's still a racist, when he needs to find his Aryan brothers, he needs to find the other Nazis in prison because he's going to get the shit kicked out of him anyway, uh, if he doesn't. So he goes into the yard and he takes off his shirt. And I think the line is something like, I need to fly, fly, I need to fly my flag so that my friends could find me or something like that, yep. right? Like yeah, you need yeah, to yeah, expose yourself. Yep. By showing his tattoo, it was a Nazi tattoo, uh, obviously he's making himself a target. Like people are gonna come after him, but it's the only way he can find his people. And I know it's weird because we're talking about Nazis, but like, that's the, that's the only way to find your real people. Like you be as weird as you are, you express the real you, your old friends might fall off and that's fine. It, it, people are into different things. It's not anything negative about your old friends. They're doing their own, they're flying their own flag, right? But you fly your own flag and eventually, yes, some people will, will go away. Uh, some people might be in conflict with you. You don't have to hang out with them anymore, but then you'll actually attract the people that want to hang out with you. Like that's, that's essentially what I've experienced. Like I found, I found new friends. My old friends were great. My, my old community was great, but now I've found a community that I love of people who are like me, who vibe with me because I've exposed myself so much. And that's kind of how you solve that dilemma between individuation and tribalism. That's awesome, man. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I love that. And it's like, <laughs> it's a funny example because in this case, we're talking about Nazis, but obviously it could be anything. If you're, if you're really into kite surfing, like if you just like, just let the world know that you're into kite surfing, you're talking about it and, and, other kite surfing, you're going to find the kite surfing community or whatever it is, obviously. If you're into gardening, uh, you fly the flag for gardening, then maybe people who are less into it are going to drop off, but you're going to find your new community. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. I mean, you probably won't get shit for kite surfing or gardening, but even like the conversation we're having, like it is, like, to your point, one of your earlier questions, it is a little bit taboo to talk about masculinity. Yeah, especially, sure. Especially, you know, nowadays. Like, two guys talking about masculinity, you could get called a lot of names. I don't know if you've yeah, ever yeah. been trolled. You, you probably have gotten mean comments on YouTube. We all have. Like, uh, it, it happens, right? But, like, I only get only mean comments when I to really be authentic. Yeah, no, I only get mean comments when I take my shirt off. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I did some fitness videos. And like, put the shirt back on, tell me you see your tits out. Like, no one needs to see that. <laughs> but no, but yeah. yeah. But, yeah, but you're, being, you're being real. You take that on the chin. Yeah. I don't know whether there's truth in it or not, doesn't matter. But like, that's how you find your people. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Um, cool, man. Like, I thought. Um, it'd be good to talk about what brought you to Thailand because we mentioned it before we start recording. That sounded really interesting. So if you, if you could yeah. let us know about that. Uh, yeah. Um, end of 2017, I was getting out of a relationship. Um, I was going, I had a ticket uh, to Thailand to study with Montauk Chia who wrote the multi-orgasmic band. He teaches microcosmic orbit, um, orgasm control type stuff, which uh, yeah, I, I also get into, we could talk about it if you want. Um, and yeah, I mean, I got out of a relationship and I had a one-way ticket. So I was like, ah, oh, let me stay a month or so and whatnot. But then I realized I was having so much fun here and I've been working online for many years. It seems silly to go back to America. I'm really glad I'm not back in America now. And it just seemed like the obvious thing. So I did the digital nomad thing for a couple of years and now I'm basically settled here. I just got a house with my girl. We have chickens, we have bunnies. I'm kind of wow. like, I live here now. I'm not traveling anymore. I'm also a little older now. I think I'm stepping into an... Uh, more fatherly archetype than I was when I was a young guy just traveling the world having adventures so I don't know it kind of fits it has everything I want here 
And you're, are you late 20s, Ruin, or are you, because I'm 32. I'm 32. I know I look oh, young. Really? I'm half Asian, but I'm 32. Right, 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 right. Okay, so we're the exact same age. That's, that's interesting. And you're right. Oh, like, you do feel that, and whether it's your, your testosterone leveling off a little bit or whatever, you, it's, you're less inclined to go out there and, and bang the guns, if you like. And it's, it becomes more about the home and the secure woman and children and legacy and stuff like that. So, no, interesting. And so, so basically your journey was the ultimate no fat journey. <laughs> like, can you tell us more about the benefits? What is uh, orgasm retention or what, what are you doing? Yeah, there? I just want to say, because I, I mean, a lot of people speak about this and I want to caveat, like, I think a lot of people, not to say anything negative about anybody, but a lot of people overhype this no fat semen retention thing. Like, I don't think coming is the worst thing in the world. Like I still come just if everyone is curious, like I don't think it's terrible, but um, what I'm really into, and actually what I've taken from Matak Chia and I share in my courses is the principles of arousal control because it, it in sexuality, you get to deal with a lot of tension on a real physical level. Like obviously, if you have a boner and you're making love and you're feeling a lot of pleasure, that that that's that sensation, that energy in quotes, is very is very visceral. It's very it's not a questionable thing. It's not some hippy dippy thing. Like you can feel it no, in your that. in yeah. your genitals, right, in your body. And um, the skill of learning how to control that so you can last as long as you want or you can have control over your libido is the same skill, in my opinion, of handling emotional tension, of being able to stay grounded. Uh, when confronted with something and to stay grounded in high tension situations. Like, I know we don't think of it as like sexual arousal, but arousal is arousal, right? Like the term arousal control um, actually comes from emotional arousal, right? Like it's a, it's a thing that uh, Navy SEALs practice to be able to keep their heart rates down when they're on a mission. And not, not to say that not coming is going to make you a Navy SEAL, but it's just like, it's the same type of skill of being able to be grounded because speaking about archetypal masculinity, the, some of the fundamentals, in my opinion, there's three fundamentals of masculinity. I don't care what kind of man you are, like these three things are true. And that is grounding. That's your ability to handle emotional tension or any kind of tension. There's introspection, being uh, being connected to your unconscious where, you're, where the parts of you that are not a blank slate live and, uh, and material accomplishment, which is winning, which is what testosterone is for essentially. And that grounding, yeah, grounding, grounding, being able to last as long as you want in bed is the same skill as grounding any kind of emotional stress, right? And, and the grounded men are the ones who end up being leaders and useful to society the most. Right, right, right. So in the in this small sort of micro level, while you're having sex, you're you're when if you're grounded, you're not getting overexcited and you're 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 sort of in full control of your emotions and your you, I guess you're not in control of the sensations, but you're in control of what you do with so the input of the sensation is coming into your body and you're much more in control of how that sensation affects you. And would that be about fair? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like you are, I mean, I think uh, a one-to-one -one analogy would be like public speaking. Like a lot of people lose control of their bodies when they speak publicly, if they're yeah. not used to it, right? Like people shake, people stutter, people lose control of their breathing, you know, it's the same thing happens in sex to a lot of people, guys who come too soon or can't get it up. I mean, premature ejaculation is essentially anxiety in the sexual realm. Yeah. Uh, erectile dysfunction is basically apathy in the sexual realm. These are these are emotional experiences that are very obviously uh, observed in sex. Yeah. And the but in sex there are specific. And I share this in um, in my course, arousal control secrets. Like there's a way 
I mean, there's things from Matsakshiya of cycling the arousal, I mean, we could call it sexual energy, but arousal in your body so that it circulates as opposed to clamping and causing you to become ungrounded. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically what I learned out here. I had been studying his stuff for a long time beforehand. And um, yeah, I think it's a skill that every man should have, not to say that coming is necessarily the worst thing in the world. Yeah, okay, cool, I'm with you. That's awesome, man. So look, I, I think that's maybe a good place to leave it for, for today, uh, but I've really enjoyed speaking with you, man. Um, and so you mentioned, sure. is, it, is that an ebook or is that a, a, just Arousal Control Secrets? Do you want to talk to us about that? Yeah, people go to arousalcontrolsecrets.com. Um, I have a free training program available. Um, it's a four video se uh, series that will teach you how the fundamentals of arousal control. And there's an exercise in there that you can actually practice on your own. Um, so that's at arousalcontrolsecrets.com. Okay, awesome. That's wicked. And anything else you'd like to link to? Uh, well, there's my Facebook group, Masculine Underground. Um, and if you want to learn more about, actually, I mean, a course that I'm very proud of and something that touches on a lot of what we spoke about today is my archetype challenge, my masculine archetype challenge. It's a 21 day program uh, with lessons and micro missions to help a guy get in touch with his archetypal masculinity. So that's the, the testosterone driven part of his psyche. And that is, um, you can go to my website, rwando.com slash archetype. It's available there. Okay. All right. Brilliant. Um, and I'll obviously put those links below as well. And uh, yeah, if you're watching this, if you made it to the end, Obviously, we're still small at the moment, so if you throw in a comment, if there was something that was interesting to you, I could directly uh, sort of address that in a, in a future video or maybe we'll ruin again. So, yeah, thanks again, man, and uh, hopefully do this again. Brilliant.